Natural physics is a concept astrophysicist Leroy Larry developed that explains in down-to-earth scenarios how the principles of physics could have come about from observing nature. Each episode begins with a scenario, followed by an example to illustrate the application of these principles in futuristic research at the frontiers of science, such as Leroy's astrophysics doctoral research at Cinespa, Center for Space Research, and then concludes with an exploration of how these same principles could have very well been used by ancient cultures and civilizations. Mathematics is naturally encountered and incorporated as the exciting and fun tool of science that it is. Science is the window into our amazing world of nature, and mathematics is the tool to open that window. Natural physics encompasses current, futuristic, and ancient physics, and ties them together by the principles of physics that are common threads running throughout each. Look at the camera, Dean. Greetings. Hi. I'm Leroy Larry, and welcome to Natural Physics Live from Costa Rica. I have here with me my youngest son, Dini, who wanted to say hi to the camera, Dini. Say hi, hi, baby. And my wife. Third billing. Now, remember from last episode, I was told not to say my wife and tears in the same sentence. So well, no, I said one my wife. One time you can do it because that makes sense, but not each time you say my name or say my wife, Tirza. What you can introduce it, but then I, I don't think you need to do it. Like do you, you would you don't sit there and say my name's Lori Lair every time you say hi, my name's Lori. You know what I mean? Actually, give <laughs> give give me the quantum levels in quantum physics, right? I, the, I understand. Uh, the the hey, okay, it, it's everybody. A very, it's a very valid Bruce. point. Hey Bruce, Bruce, come in, Bruce. Okay. No, 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 stay for a minute. Bruce, what is the name of this particular person? Um, I would appreciate if you would address me. I am speaking. If you would give me the honor of addressing me. <laughs> so, everybody, forewarning, this show is out of bounds. It's our finale for season two. Hey, everything goes. Okay, so if you want to extract yourself now, I will understand because this is going to be so much fun. Baby, don't go anywhere. Come back. No, I have something. Come back. So, okay. Uh, <laughs> okay, no, I did. So, okay, Bruce. They told me this was a Christmas show. Okay, okay, Bruce. Now that's the rabbit. Now, Bruce. Bruce. Everybody, you know Bruce from season one. My colleague, my physics and fun colleague, who I had the unbelievable, fortunate. Of, from the universe to meet him and his wife. And what they're doing now, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, is totally, uh, no, I've never been able to do that. Oh, you can do that? Oh, see, you learn something about your spouse 
Every no, day. No, 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 I didn't know you could do the Spock thing. You did too. No, I didn't. She always told me that you had to put your fingers in Spock. She's got the pterodactyl toe claws. Ah, where she can grip stuff with her feet, her toes. I can't do that. Bruce, can you grip stuff with your toes on your feet? Well, generally no, but under certain situations. <laughs> okay. How's Anna your beautiful wife? She's very well. She's um, doing something in the back. She sends her greetings and felicitations. And uh, on the Christmas show, and I wish she wishes she could be here, but uh, she sends her best greetings. Thank you. And you know what? Best greetings to you guys. But your video that you guys did in your outreach. We're going to play that. was phenomenal. And I'm so happy LaRoy shared that with me. And I can't wait for uh, the viewers and listeners to watch it as well. And everybody, so let me just say that as you hear Bruce speak, when, you, when we watch the video, whenever he wants to introduce it, him singing, I, I, Bruce, I would not pair your speaking voice with your singing voice. I mean, it's amazing. Your speaking voice to me is kind of like solid and granite and rock and ah, yeah, ha, da, da. And then when you're singing in this video, your voice is so very melodic and very just smoothly rolling along with the energy There's of the universe. Everybody. Definitely. So I'll say no well, more. You know, you know, all depends on the audience. I mean, I can do death metal. Um, generals gathered in their masses, just like witches <laughs> in black masses. Excellent. Evil lives just went out the window for this episode. Well, of death's construction. You know, I can go blindsided uh, if you if. Okay, what's that group called, Bruce? Huh? Well, Black Sabbath, if I remember correctly. Black Sabbath. Okay. Okay. Whoa. And you know what, Bruce? It was such, Back... it was such a long time Such a long time ago. Oh, man. I couldn't hear what you said, Bruce. Could you repeat what you said, it, Bruce? It, it was such, such a long time. Yeah, it was such a long, long time ago. <laughs> Bruce, we're not that old, okay? Now, Actually, I we're had... We're older than you, buddy, so stay for yourself, Leroy. <laughs> back in back in L.A., Bruce, I had a buddy lived in the neighborhood who was a rocker. You know, he he uh, he, he did a, a, a DVD, and he had that rocker voice, like that, uh, right? Uh, Led Zeppelin and and uh Errol Smith and I mean he had that rocker voice so when you did what you just did uh that's that same deal where you just have that ability to project but yet in the video which everybody is going to see and listen to you will see how Bruce my colleague can transition from that rocker to this very smooth melodious you know what i mean i'm not going to give it too much more away okay bruce now everybody we have the rare opportunity to 
be exposed or no. I would say revelated as in revelation um, to, Bru to Bruce's full tour that he hinted upon in a previous episode. We have time now, we're gonna do it, okay? So before we get to that though, you know, you gotta leave the goodies for the end, right? Cause this is our season two finale and what we're gonna show later is very uh, significant as opposed to where we're gonna go from here. Phase one was season one, season two weekly natural physics show. We are gonna transition into phase two which is gonna consist of more of a documentary flair, okay? We are going to come up with documentaries, which I'm sure has never, never, ever, ever, ever been done, okay? So- That's be a good one. <laughs> Thank you, okay. So now, uh, Bruce, hold tight. You are gonna have full reign in a minute. I, for As a prelude, I'm gonna do a share screen here, okay? uh oh i guess i am okay so i am going to minimize that and what i want to show you everybody is okay you remember my photos that were sent to me by the director of the baruka indigenous community museum in the village of the baruka uh baby don't go anywhere just I want a club soda. okay she wants a club soda okay anyway uh now I mentioned in a previous episode that I had uh, had the opportunity to make contact with an individual who works at the National Museum of Costa Rica and is a graphic design artist and and works with the archaeologists, the other the the outreach, all the different departments because uh, this person's job is to advertise for events that will uh, benefit not only the Baduca, but all the indigenous communities in Costa Rica. I'm sure the Yeti microphone picked up the pop of my wife's we'll uh, Canadian Sasta Club Soda. Okay, anyway, so, um, and all this is gonna come to a, 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 a four towards the end of this uh, episode. Okay, so let me just show you some photos that First, let me start with the photos just to refresh everybody's memory. These are the photos that the director of the museum sent me of their indigenous uh, community museum. Okay. Okay. Just bear with me, please. And this is the photo of you, you podcast listeners, please pipe into the recorded uh, episodes on uh, Facebook and YouTube and maybe Twitch. I don't know about Twitch, but look at them, okay? I mean, I so much appreciate you listening without a doubt, but hey, check out the visual. Okay, so there's that photo. Okay, the sphere peeking out at us. And then here's the full sphere that they actually, it was quite a logistics uh, endeavor to haul this, per I mean, look at the perfect sphericity, and you know I want to use that word, <laughs> like of that, that sphere. I don't see a crack, mm. a crevice. I mean, I, I don't see any deformation. 
I mean, it, I mean, how can you do that back in pre-Columbian Mesoamerican times? I mean, how, how can you, how can you do that? I just asked everybody, anybody in the world, please, you know, you're always welcome to give us questions and comments. Anybody out there, hey, give me your ideas of how you think this was accomplished thousands of years ago. Okay. I mean, seriously. Okay. So I'm going to, okay. And then the last thing I'm going to show uh, is the, uh, this is the, the, the museum, what it's made out of the, the lumber from the area. Okay. Now I'm going to go to, this is after, this is before everybody, this is before, this is before the renovation occurred. Okay. So here we go. This is before they did what they're doing. And this is by courtesy of the person, the graphic design artist at the museum. So this is what it looked like before the renovation. Okay. This was, this was the Baruka. There's crossing a mountain behind a thatched uh, wooden bamboo building approximately, let's just call it 30 by 30. I'm yes. I'm not sure what that being uh meters sorry about that conversion but beautiful day outside green trees thatched roof a frame and that is the before picture for you listeners i was gonna say you podcast listeners that was for you and interesting the proximity of a symbol of what you would call modern religion to ancient right ancient beliefs pagan that they're called, which again, I don't like to use because it's the ancient culture, it's the ancient science and technology of ancient civilizations, which a lot of times, a lot of times the new religion did not want to recognize. They thought it was pagan to be able to tune in to the energy of the earth. Okay. Intelligent women were called witches because they had knowledge about the earth because they had knowledge of being able to use herbs and other plants to help people, to heal them, right? Yeah, the ignorance of religion can very well be an obstruction to the advance of human civilizations. I've always said that, okay? All right, now let me uh, in, uh, minimize that. Another picture that was provided to us uh, is this right here, okay? Okay. See, oh, now you remember I mentioned in a previous episode that it was quite a logistics endeavor to get that perfectly shaped sphere from its location at the archaeological site to the Baduka Museum. Okay. So this is a picture of right after they had accomplished that feat. And again, however they did it, don't you wonder how ancient peoples did it? How did they move these artifacts around, right? I mean, I can tell you, I can tell you without knowing the specifics that it took this group of modern engineers and technologists a good bit of planning to deliver this sphere to the Baduka Museum. So much so that they were unable to uh, open, open on their plan inauguration date of, uh, of today. Actually, remember we had planned to broadcast live because the museum, as indicated by the director of the museum, has internet Wi-Fi 
And so we would have been able to broadcast live from the Baduka Museum today, okay? But because of logistics problems such as this, that inauguration date has been uh, postponed, okay? So one more photo, okay? I got to get Bruce on here, okay? Let me just, uh, okay? Baby, do you think that sphere is as big as the one that was in um, in Universidad de Costa Rica that the picture of you is? Do you think it's approximately that size or a little longer? It looks about, I think it's actually, I think it's, okay, here's the crew. You know, that's, that's just a quick pick. And then interesting enough, this individual included this photograph that he what's up me, right, of, uh, I guess, how uh, they perceive the spheres as having been used, right? You can see- Artist rendition. Yeah, perfect. Artist rendition, two spheres uh, allocating the entrance to a hut, which is probably a chief or some other a person of high stature. Okay, there's a map. Uh, Bruce and his wife, Ana Luisa, uh, they went to a remote indigenous tribe. And I looked on the internet to see if I could find a map that would show the location of all the indigenous tribes in Costa Rica. And I could not find any. True enough, the internet is the world's largest library. You can find anything. But sometimes there's no substitute for good old hard copy print paper. So this is a map that my wife Tirza had in her possession. And I just want to show you that Okay, this is the map in its entirety, okay? And I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, Ray, the country Ray, of Costa Rica. Ray, do some applause and let me know that everybody's seeing this and can hear me too. Most excellent, okay, all right. So what I wanna get to is um, in the Southern part of Costa Rica here, is where the Baducas are located, okay? Okay, I'm gonna swing over and you can see on the map, I have other sections, but you can see, yes. Okay, let me, let me close this. So in the Southern part of, of Costa Rica. Closer to the Pacific or the Atlantic, baby? Closer to the Pacific, uh, actually on the Pacific, uh, Okay, I don't want that. I'm sorry, but I had it all. It's close to Drake Bay, which is I had it. I had it all rearranged. Costa Rica. Okay. The Osa Peninsula. It wasn't far from there. It's a beautiful area. We had a great river, and okay, so we had all kinds of stuff. Not only the spheres. All right. So, uh, okay. You know, it's so weird, huh, everybody? I call it the the machine syndrome, where things are working fine. And then when you go to um, when you go to operate them, you have okay. I don't want that one. What I want to do is I want to go to the area where the barucas are, and okay, here we go. I think I had it up. To, you know, everybody. I went and I looked at last episode, and Tears had indeed already said some things that I guess I was so excited and having so much fun on our Christmas show that I missed hearing it. So I'm sure I brought this up before and I just missed this. So, okay, here we go. 
Okay, you see right there where it says Baruka, okay, and Palmaser is, uh, let me blow it up just a little bit more here, okay. Baruka tribe is located on the south. Uh, There's Palmaser. Yeah, but okay. you need to explain to him that on the main road going south to Costa Rica, uh, excuse me, towards Panama, that is what the map is showing. Uh, so it's basically uh, east of the Pacific Ocean and then going south towards Panama. Okay. And it took us about six hours to drive the Palmaser down to our home here in Huachipilin. And as you can see, you have the Baruca, the uh, uh, Reserva Indigenous Baruca Tirabo. And then look here. Here's another indigenous uh, tribe. And you remember me telling you that the, the guest uh, that we that at our Airbnb told us that there was another community in the proximity that he thought we might may have a better opportunity to talk to as opposed to the Baruka. So th I'm sure this is who he was talking about. Okay. What's and the name of that indigenous reserve? It says Reserva Indigena Kaira. I just said that. Okay. Oh, I finally got one on her, everybody. I just said I that and she didn't hear me. Kudo, C-U-R-Kude. Okay, okay. Now, uh, Bruce will correct me, I'm sure, but let me just zoom out. Now, I want to show everybody that in this same area of the Baruka, there are uh, the tribe that uh, Bruce and his wife visited, which I believe were called the Ujordas Soter Kubara, uh, and let me go a little bit further up. This is the map that I physically showed uh, last last week. But the point is, everybody, is that on this map, I have counted about ten plus indigenous tribes in Costa Rica, and and when Bruce comes on. He's going to show a beautiful video that was made from him and his wife's Ana Luisa's trip to one of these indigenous tribes. So phase two of natural physics is going to be about going. Oh, one thing I want to show. I'm going to come back to this, but <laughs> did everybody hear her say in other areas of Costa Rica, there's other indigenous tribes as well. I mean, okay, for example, on the Caribbean side, where'd the mouse go? Okay, there it is. Okay. It's hiding from me so you can get off the visuals. Okay, now, this is the Caribbean side, everybody, Limon. And we, we came here, before we moved here in 2012, uh, well, we actually moved here in 2012. No, well, that's moving here. We paid no, the rent. You don't move until you <laughs> But your energy is there. No, okay. We made the decision that we were going to leave okay. the United States and come All here right. for a new life, and that was that was made in 2012. And you know why I make such a stress on 2012, everybody, is because remember how oh the Mayan calendar 2012, the world is going to come to an end on December 21st, winter solstice. 2012 right remember that but then you had other cultures like the zulu and other uh ancient cultures that said no it's not the end of the world 
it just means there's going to be a new way of thinking around the globe. There's going to be a new mindset, a revelation, a new way of living, right? So when December the 21st, 2012 came around, guess what? I had been hired to teach here in Rica. And for us, it was a revelation, a new way of living. We were going to move here to Costa Rica, a new life. And, and I, I, I just, I do nothing but a, a, a credit the universe to having guided us from that moment on. So that's why I make such a big hubbub about, no, we came here in 2012, not 2013. Okay. And we were on the Atlantic coast on the 21st. Okay. Puerto Viejo. So everybody, there's a tribe here called the Bree Bree, which let me see if I can find it on here. Uh, I probably won't be able to because I'm it's looking for it. Okay, it's further down. There's another tribe here called the Bree Bree, which has been uh, affiliated with the spheres. And, and I can't find it, of course, but it's on the map here. The point is, is that um, phase, phase two of natural physics is going to involve going, first of all, starting with the Baruka. And, okay, I'm going to get rid of this map, okay? Yay. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to bring up. Okay. Okay, so if you go to the Baduka website, <coughs> this is their website, and there's an organization called La Flora. I, I think I'm pronouncing it correctly, which is the women elders. Oh, I know where it is. If I go here to right here, you will see how it's actually spelled. It's spelled L A. F-L-O-R-A. So that's the women elders I was referring to that are waiting for, for us to come there, for me to give my presentation to them about our astronomical knowledge uh, the way I, I did in Nigeria, and then to have them tell us their take on it and, and also what they know about the spheres. And then from then, everybody, we are going to collaborate with Bruce and his wife, Ana Luisa, and as they go to these remote villages, these tribes, we hopefully can join them and do natural physics with what Bruce and his wife do. Because I tell you what, everybody, now I'm an astrophysicist, black holes. I'm gonna shop, I'm gonna stop sharing screen, okay? Because I'm getting ready to bring Bruce on. So let me go back, okay. Now, black holes are ultimately so exotic and mysterious, but do you think we will ever, with our technology, be able to travel those light, those millions of light years and get up close and personal to a black hole? No. So we're completely dependent upon the data that these deep space probes and these telescopes send us. But there's nothing like getting up close and personal to a mystery. Everybody, the spheres, they are here, okay? Okay, they exist, which means a technology existed to produce that. It's not like, and it's so cool that we actually can see black holes, don't get me wrong, and quasars and other outer space objects. 
But these enigmas are right here. And the fact that they exist says that somebody at some point in time had the science and technology to produce them. They exist. We're not looking at them. I mean, what if our what if our telescopes were so jacked up that they were sending astronomers and astrophysicists out there? Please excuse me for this. But what if the data we were getting back was totally jacked up? Right? What if a neutrino went through the, 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 the telescope analyses of the black hole in the middle of Sirius that twisted it so that the data that we got was not really what was out there? Because we can't get up there. We can't get out there and see that, touch it, smell it, taste it, feel it, hear it. We can't. But these fears, they are here. They exist. So we know that somebody somewhere was able to do this. And the only thing that separates us from that is the sea of time. With the black hole, you have the sea of not only time, because what we're looking at out there, we're seeing <clears throat> thousands of years after they really existed, because that's how long it takes light to get to us from where these objects are. They may not even be there anymore, right? Okay. So you not only have the sea of time, but you have the sea of distance. Distances that we can't even comprehend with our way of measurements on Earth or even around the Earth, right? Millions and millions of light years away. I mean, unbelievable. Question? Question, yes. Um, aren't black holes spherical? They are. They are supposedly... Maybe the spheres rolled out of the hole. Oh, <laughs> oh, smile. and that rhyme. By the way, everybody listening and viewing, you can type in a word, you know, question, you can. Okay, okay, I need to cut off because I want to give full reign to Bruce. But, okay, everybody, so, um, again, the spheres are physical. They're not something observed from far away through telescopes and satellites. These objects are right here where you can touch them. So they represent a science and technology that we are unaware of. And because I know that somebody out there somewhere knows something, we are going to start with the Badukas and then work our way to those other indigenous tribes that are in that locality and then go from community to community, okay? That's the only way to connect the dots. To, that's, the, that's the chance we have. Because what I wanted to say was, so, it's so easy to forget things. It's so easy for things to get lost in history, right? If it's not written down, if it's by the spoken word. Things that were 10 years ago that used to be a building and now is a, a parking lot, unless people remember that, it, it, it gets lost. So the only way is to talk to the people Somebody's going to provide that little bitty hint that's going to be that's going to enable us to to connect the dots and to work our way towards figuring out how the spheres were used as an ancient lunar calendar that could predict lunar eclipses. Okay, uh, before I turn it over to Bruce, baby, would you like to add anything to that? Um, maybe we're going to connect the spheres instead of connecting the dots. Right. And her statement about the spheres coming from a black hole. Hey, okay. 
Okay, so Tears and I are going to come back at the end of the show, but now I want to turn it over to an original member of the Fat Pat, Bruce Callow. And remember, fat means physical physics with attitude. Enjoying physics as the amazing window into our amazing world of nature and mathematics as the tool to open that window, okay? The fat pack, physics with attitude. So Bruce, please Enjoy, come on. Enjoy everybody, All right. it's okay. awesome. Okay. I hope people can watch this as well. Hey Bruce. I'm sorry, I, I, yeah, I lost the signal there briefly. Sorry, had to come back That's in. okay, that's okay, Bruce. Okay, so Bruce, I introduced you as the original member of the Fat Pack, and uh, I told everybody that what Tears and I plan to do, phase two of the Natural Physics Show, is to go to the different indigenous uh, communities in Costa Rica and talk to them about the spheres. And what you and Ana Luisa did uh, a week ago is exactly what we want to do, and and we hope to collaborate with you and Ana Luisa because, hey, you can't get any better than to talk to the people who would have the best knowledge of the spheres. So uh, everybody, my colleague, and who I'm so fortunate to know him and his wife, Bruce Callow. Our, our, new, our friends, our, our new friends for the past, is it over a year now? It'll be two years in March, right, Bruce? Yes. Yeah, no, thank, thanks so much, and uh, congratulations on all the, the work you're doing to, you know, give profile to the Baruch and, and other, I'm just going to uh, change my microphone here, um, because the one that I, my background doesn't seem to work so, so wonderfully, um, let's try this. I'd like to share my screen if I could for a moment. I've got a, a Google map that can show a little bit more graphically exactly where where the area where we went to that might be possible. Uh, so I'm sharing my screen right now. This is a very, very forested area. I'm not sure if you guys can see that. At the I can, Bruce. Yes, you can. And so to put it into perspective, this is one of the, the most remote and uh, beautiful, perhaps beautiful areas of Costa Rica. Um, at the road access is very limited. The, 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 the city of Turrialba is like the main, the main access point. And then you go through a series of smaller towns uh, as you get closer to the, the, the territory. That we went, um, Colegio Ula Kicha is the one you can see. That's the that's where we went in the center. Geographically speaking, I'll zoom out, and then you can get a point where this is located actually in Costa Rica uh, as a whole, and it's practically in the geographical center of the country. Are you guys seeing that? Okay. Yes. yes. Bruce, excuse me, I have a question. Um, is that anywhere, because you had mentioned Torrealba, is that not too far from one of the other World Heritage Sites, the, the Guiaba? Guiabo. Guiabo. Is that um, in that, not Guayaba. far from that? It's in, it's in, 
Guayabo. It's relatively close. In fact, one of the teachers uh, at the school we went to, he lives in near, near Guayabo. It's about a two-hour motorcycle ride on the the, the mountain passes. That uh, you know, those are the roads. It, they're basically trails or you know, sort of gouges in the sides of uh, of the mountains that they they use. Um, you can only pass these you know in a very very good vehicle and only in the dry season. Um, I guess you can go in the rainy season, but they they use actually chains on the on the on the tires. And uh, mostly it's like the four by four, you know, the recreational vehicles, um, motorcycle or or by horse horseback or even walking, because people in that um, in that part of the world they're used to walking two to three hours to get to where wow. they need to go. Um, wow. So uh, the the remoteness of this area is is striking, but at the same time the beauty of the area is is fabulous. So if you if you zoom in. Uh, you can see that the the uh, the area where we do is in the center of the Quebecar um, indigenous territory, and um, it's both national parks and uh, the Chiripo volcano, uh, Chiripo Mountain. Sorry, it's uh, not too terribly far, but um, People think Costa Rica may be a small country, but believe me, when you're in an area like this, um, it's very deceptive because just from from Turialba, the the, the the major center to the to the, the school took us over two hours, and there's a reason for that too because of the the dangers of uh, of the mountain roads, and just you know, as people are walking on those roads, they're they're fine. Uh, and, and so on and so forth. So, Google Google Maps is a wonderful resource to be able to um, access, um, you know, to get really a deep, a deeper knowledge of the uh, how how mountainous Costa Rica really is. And we go by the Rio Pacuare and uh, wonderful areas. We had to cross actually uh, a couple of rivers um, in the the dry season. It's possible to go through the rivers. Um, you would not be able to go to this area uh, easily at all um, during the, the rainy season. So, yeah, I just wanted to, to show you guys a little bit of the, the context of your um, And then if you'd like to show the, the clip. Um, we uh, were Bruce, very, I have a very privilege Bruce, I, to be invited. Bruce, can I ask you? Also, Bruce, also, can I, go ahead. Can, oh, can I ask you a couple of questions? Okay. What what vehicle what kind of vehicle did y'all have to rent, or or what kind of vehicle did you use, or did you have to rent it, or do you have that kind of vehicle to go down into that area? Well, we were invited by the English teacher of the the school who we met at a conference a couple of years ago, where where Anne and I spoke to a, a conference of English teachers from around the country at, at uh, Tech, the the Costa Rica Institute of Technology. And he followed up with us a few months after, but then the, the pandemic came in and just, we shut down all of our uh, outreach activities, you know, uh, going to schools. Cause Anna and I normally would be out once a week going to a school or university or, or somewhere. But um, after March, 
um, of 2019, it was um, impossible, right? To, right. to to get out there. So this was literally like our second, um, you know, going out to the going out and having live uh, workshops. Um, so they sent uh, a car for us, and um, it was a four by four. I can't remember the exact uh, model, wow. and um, we needed something really durable and something quite big because we organized a, a donation campaign to to coincide with the actual workshops to take right. advantage of a trip like that because how often are you going to be able to go to a place like that so um yeah you'll see that a little bit in, in the video and um so we're really grateful to all the people that pitched in and some of the institutions too believe it or not that pitched in as well but uh, it's a it's a grassroots effort and in the end, people helping people or people working with people um, tends to work quite well uh, rather than necessarily institutions sort of um, expecting too much of that. So, yes. we've, yeah, without yes. going into too many details, I've learned from the experience that the smaller projects like this sometimes can get a better result than, than years of planning working with uh, big institutions. Oh, for sure, Bruce, for sure. I mean, it's like the individual that took up that took upon himself to do the Star Trek continues, right? No major industry or film studio or whatever would would do it. And he did it. And look, look what it became. I mean, it, it, I mean, that's the power of one, right? With a whole lot of help. Yes. Uh, Bruce, the second question. Um, what type of uh, COVID-19 precautions did, did you and Ana Luis have to take in not only to go to the village, but to be also notified of the status of the village with respect to COVID? Well, luckily that area is so, so remote and the people live like social distancing is like a natural phenomenon is um, automatically. They don't have any like a, a major bounds around there at all. Um, so Anna and I, of course, were vaxxed to the, the maximum. I'm, I guess you could say I'm three times since I had uh, a light COVID, um, you know, early earlier this year, which gave me more immunity and then with two shots. So I, I'm pretty much like on the third, third vaccination level. And of course, got hers without any hesitation. And out in the community, well, well basically just to, to you know, observe basic protocols, but um, in an open area with all of that fresh air, we were, you know, it wasn't really mentioned by anyone specifically other than just to observe the common sense. And since we'd already observed that, it was not really an issue. Wow, okay. Because um, as I mentioned, I, I certainly hope and look forward to us collaborating with you and Ana Louise uh, as you go to these uh, villages. And, and I know some we'll be doing on our own as well. But again, all this ties into uh, the phase two of, of natural physics, which is uh, gonna be a, on a documentary uh, type mode no longer weekly. We're gonna uh, uh, go forward in what I said about establishing a dialogue, starting with the Badukas and then expanding out to the other communities uh, in the Diki Delta in that area. And then 
from there because somebody has to know something. Somebody somewhere has to know something. So, um, uh, Bruce, um, let me ask you this and then please introduce your beautiful video. And everybody, I'm just going to say this. Okay. As you listen to Bruce's speaking voice, I want you to hear his singing voice. And I am amazed. I am totally, totally jazzed. So, uh, and, and he's a rocker on top of that. Okay, Bruce, take it away. Take it away, Bruce. I remember, yes. I remember yes. I'd run into elementary school students, my former students, and, and they would say, teacher, you don't talk like that when you're singing. Is that kind <laughs> of like that, Leroy? <laughs> you, don't, you don't sound like that My when point. you're talking. Oh, Bruce, it's amazing the dichotomy there. And you know I want to use that <laughs> word. Okay. Yes. Okay. Yeah, I if you're not careful, I'm gonna bring out the rabbit again. <laughs> oh hey, anytime, Bruce. Any anytime. Okay. Yeah, Bruce, excuse me, didn't it look, seems like you got your hair cut since I last saw you. You know what? Thanks for noticing, you know, all these details. Um, I wanted to get a little bit lighter, you know, for the the long, sweaty trip. And, yeah, it's all good. <laughs> you didn't the get the hair, water. Joe, The hair? Oh, the, well, it, 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 I did get a haircut, too. So it was just, ah, uh, you got me on I that I was actually one. talking about your haircut, but I was kind of throwing it in there with the rabbit. He doesn't like being called that, you know. Oh, he's a hare. No, I am a rabbit. A wabbit. A wabbit. He likes being called a wabbit. Okay. I'm sorry, I don't even know, I don't even know which camera I'm using, so my rabbit's getting his cues all mixed up here. Excellent, excellent, excellent. Hey, okay. <laughs> all right. Okay. All right. Thanks, but, but on a but on, but on a serious note, um, we're really really honored. We were really honored to be invited out there. This Pedro yeah. Morales, the English teacher, like he's the guy, right? Who organized everything. He's a Quebecer, and he went to study in San Jose and and um, became this you know amazing super teacher. There's no other way to describe him. And wow. to, to be able to finally go out to a community like this, it helps helps us, you know, complete a circuit with our work, with our books, because we're, you know, if you're just on the on the treadmill of doing um, online conferences, which we all had to do for a while, you know, because that was the option. But the Central Valley is only one part of Costa Rica. And I think what you guys are doing is amazing, too, by getting out there and meeting the Barucas, shining your, your light on them getting people to know about the culture outside of the central valley um here in the central valley they make the most noise and it's like the the dominant culture but there are many other cultures that need to be recognized so i applaud you guys for what you're doing and um what we're trying to do is just be part of that same effort well thank you so much bruce i mean thank you uh bruce let me ask you this how long have you been doing your outreach activities in Costa Rica? Well, it, it depends really on the, on the year um, and who I'm sort of with, partnered with. Um, for a time, I was with an embassy. Um, for a time, I was focused on sports. 
ice hockey. So it, it kind of like really depended on on the moment. But I guess it hasn't really stopped one way or another for on and off for 25 years. Wow, 25 years. Oh my goodness. Oh, I am on, so honored. On and off. On, on, and, on off. and off. <laughs> hey, oh, hey, that's life. On and off. I mean, seriously. Uh, Bruce, uh, everybody out there, as you watch this video, keep in mind who's singing. And also, now, Bruce, would that be called lead guitar or rhythm guitar that you do? Uh, yeah, rhythm. Rhythm. It's a acoustic guitar. Yeah, okay. the track is pretty, it's not overly produced. It doesn't have a whole lot of bells and whistles, but it, it's a very sparse production. And um, kind of, we thought it fit in you know, an open, beautiful environment that we're trying to portray. And maybe a bit of sensitivity to a country that or part of the country that's been hidden or perhaps someone in the ministry of education in Costa Rica could interpret that as hide. Why do you hide behind your desk, Mr. Right bureaucrat with all of your right salaries on. and money? And why does it require, here's the question. Why does it require international aid from an NGO rally international to, to build that school? While, while these people are sitting behind their desks, the shuffling papers. That's, that's oh, a question yeah. I would raise. I, I agree. I'm with you, Bruce. I'm with you raising that question. Oh. And Bruce, also, you're very humble um, regarding what you uh, achieved. Because yes. let me tell you, I saw that video and I, I didn't know you had that talent as well. So when we go have our, our lunch, the four of us, um, I'd like to actually hear more about how you got into that because that was that was amazing, and I'm I just think that's really cool. Thanks, buddy. Well, that's no, it's appreciated. Maybe music can bring something. We yesterday I received a really beautiful reply um, after watching the video. It was from the head of uh, outreach and education at the Voyager mission at the Jet Propulsion Laboratory, and oh. a wonderful lady. Her name's Andrea, African-American lady. Um, she's been at JPL for over 36 years. And wow. she, she sends, she, she gave me materials to, you know, to give to students in, in workshops. But as we yes. know, we haven't been able to do that, right, for quite a right. while. So I right. literally took all this stuff I've been hoarding um, from this office and just we put it in the truck and, um, and we took that out there. And you'll see some of that in the video. So the people right. at JPL appreciated that too. Excellent, Bruce. All right. Okay, Bruce. Introduce your beautiful, amazing video. Please enjoy everybody. Turn Please. it up, baby. Yes. Oopsie. Ramp Sorry. it up. Ramp it up. Rocker. Okay, well, thanks my thanks colleague, for watching. <laughs> my, co my colleague, the rocker. All right. Okay. Okay. So it's
Okay, everybody, I have one question. Look at his face. Look at my colleague's face and the way he talks. Do you pair that with that angelic, <laughs> uh, cold play, uh, Seattle, uh, Nirvana voice? Do you or do I mean my goodness Bruce wow beautiful Yeah <laughs> yeah well, you know I always like to keep them guessing right uh, Leroy keep the world now, uh, surprised Okay everybody out there in the world picture this visualize this me and Bruce on stage at <laughs> whatever village it might happen to be what you just heard from Bruce, and then I'll bring with it a little old school R&B, Sam and Dave, right? We'll be uh, Sam and Dave. I'm a soul man. I'm a soul man. Coming to you down a dusty road. Yeah, me and Bruce, Sam and Dave, right? There's other duos too. Uh, Simon and Garfunkel. Do you know uh, the way to Scarborough Fair? Right? I'm not right? I don't know the way, so right? I'm not going to go. Okay. Now, Ray, I know we're going to go over. This is our last episode. Uh, we will not go beyond the 130 mark. Uh 230 mark oh, rather why do, why do you need we won't hour? well we won't i'm just i'm just letting ray know that there's no way we're going to go beyond that Last because now bruce did you want to give us a tour of your uh collection well i know you guys don't have too much time but thank you for the opportunity we got, bruce we got we got time we got time i will suffer the reprimands i will uh, incur the cost this is worth it this is our final episode for season two and everybody in the world out there that listened and tuned in watched thank you so much i mean 21 plus countries 
50K listeners and viewers. The reason why I say and viewers is because uh, what we know from our analytics report for podcast downloads, we have 46,000. So if you add to that, those that have viewed on YouTube and Facebook and Twitch, I think we can just call it an even. I know. I I don't know really what Twitch is. Well, I think it's a more of a new generation thing, but hey, uh, but why would I want a new generation listening to us? (laughs) Right. But anyway, we have 50 K viewers and listeners around the world. And so thank you so much. And, and so this is our season two wrap up. And, and so, uh, I will come back with a little bit more nostalgia, but so we have, we have time, Bruce. So please give us the tour. Would you please? He's aboard the uh, SS Enterprise right now. Bruce, are so you there? The walls are lit, so his connection must have um, come undone. I think we're having technical problems aboard Star Trek. Oh, there he is. Okay, Bruce. Bruce, give us your tour, okay, please. I don't know if I can use my camera to move around. I think I might be on the webcam here with you guys. Oh, uh, gosh. Okay. That's going to be slightly difficult. I switched to the you know, the camera inside the, in, inside my computer because it seemed, okay. Let me try one okay. more time. Um, okay. that'll be that I can give you guys a, a slight tour. Okay. Otherwise it'll have to be uh, for, for another, another time. I, I would like to mention though, if anyone's interested in supporting the, the school, um, the Quebecer school, we're, we're still collecting donations. Um, and in fact, there is a specific request for dictionaries, Spanish English dictionaries. If anyone no. wanted to send 20 bucks, 50 bucks, or whatever it is, um, yeah, there, that's a specific uh, request from the English teacher. Now that we've got like a pipeline set up with the driver, the guy, amazing driver, uh, Vinicio, he'll be coming by our house every three months to four months, whenever necessary, this is necessary to um, to take stuff to the school so just in case anyone got inspired and would like to help us out um to help out the community we'd like to throw that out to your fifty thousand people listening to this maybe right one on. or two would yeah. like to help yes so First, that, having that's said fabulous. that <laughs> it, excuse me i'm sorry is it possible buddy that you could send um a WhatsApp for me, because then I can I can forward that to uh, a lot of uh, friends and clients I have here in Costa Rica as well as in the United States. And so when I um, travel back next year to the United States, uh, that's something that we can um, we can work on there as well. So thanks for that information, Bruce. No, totally. Thanks. Thanks for the opportunity. It's been really neat because it's like a telethon in a way. You, can, you know, people, you know, contribute ten dollars or twenty or hundred or whatever they can, or or just bring in uh, donations. They can drop it by the house, and we'll we'll collect the materials and and send it out there. So, um, um, we, Anna and I won't necessarily be going out every single time, uh, probably not. But we do have like a communications and transportation things set up now, so that'll be good. So, thanks for that, and. 
gosh, I, hey, I'm Bruce? so sorry. I can't, Bruce? I can't uh, give you the camera. Oh, oh, <laughs> yeah. Hey, oh, Bruce, what, what is the address um, that people need to send inquiries to you? It, e your email address or yeah. what would you say? That, yeah, for sure. The email or just, you know, the WhatsApp uh, number to that, that'll work great. Um, so either, okay. either, either one. And we can post, we can post that information, huh? On, uh, like Facebook and, uh, YouTube. I can post it on, on my, on my, uh, business card too, where people can, can get that. Thank you. Yeah. No, that'd be really awesome. And Bruce, I have another idea as well. Um, previously when we had the Airbnb, um, I'd say a large percentage of our uh, guests were leaving items behind. And one thing that they did leave behind was their Spanish, because it is better to have a, a Costa Rican Spanish English um, dictionary, if you can, versus a Spanish and English dictionary, because being Central America, we do have um, our own little dialect here. Um, that being said, I wonder if there's something somehow we could reach out to any of the um, hotels around here. And oh, if they, have, if they have some type of, let's say, a lost and found where their guests are leaving things. You know, I, we've had people leave ice chests here, you name it, uh, ponchos, rugs, etc. So maybe we can um, check around and see if we can have any leftover items, if that's something, just an idea that just popped into my head. And everybody, real oh, quickly, listen. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to break. Listeners that can't see this, okay, the email for Bruce is bcalloconsulting at gmail.com. So that's B-C-A-L-L-O-W-C-O-N-S-U-L-T-I-N-G, bcalloconsulting at gmail.com. Okay. Yay. Yes. Uh, so nice. No, appreciate it. And another small project we're, we're going to be doing in uh, probably January or February to, to follow up is to bring um, a couple, two or three of their high school students to San Jose just to visit university campuses because they'll be going to university um, within the next two years. The idea is to give them a little bit of a visit um, pre preview because it's, it's the culture shock is intense we even felt it ourselves after being in a quiet mountain you know for two three days without internet and then coming back wow. to the jarring costa rican you know Real. just everything uh the messy bus stops and just noise and then you get used to it after 10 minutes but the first but imagine someone who's lived their entire life in, in that environment right unreal uh, uh, so, bruce that is that's unreal i mean that what you just described of going from that kind of life to here, right? With the city and the noise and the people and the the difference in the energy. Oh, you know, how many people, everybody out there, how, how many of us think of that adjustment that you would have to make? I mean, yeah, we think about the differences in technology where you go from no internet no electricity, dependent upon solar panels to supply your electricity, no internet whatsoever, right? You go from that to San Jose, right? I mean, the city. I believe Costa Rica was the third 
I believe San Jose was the third city in the world to have electrical lights, Correct. street lights. So Correct. again, you go from a remote area like that to the center of a country that prides itself on being right up there with all the Western countries of the world, right? All the advanced technological countries of the world. So let us know what, if we can help you with, sorry to interrupt, can you start? Let us know if we can help you with uh, lodging if you have a couple, you know, need some extra lodging. Wait, baby, let me finish my, so anyway, what, I said, I said okay, real quick, okay. what, what an adjustment, Bruce, thank you for pointing that out because I, you know, that's something that wouldn't even have hit me is that additional adjustment that these kids would have, you know, they have to make, they, they would have to adjust to that quantum jump. Okay, now what were you saying, baby? Yeah, I'm sorry. That's the thing. No, I'm just, just, just You had mentioned that they they were older, so uh, you know we've got a couple extra spaces here, and you're more than welcome to them when that time comes around. Wait, that's awesome! So thank you so much. The oh, thing is, yeah, yes. to give them a, a heads up, to give them a heads up on on what's you know the Ministry of Education, what they do is they say. Um, Okay, your your entrance exams or blah 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 date, like there's no a cultural um, you know sensitivity about any of that. So it's up to teachers and individuals to to understand exactly what these people are, are going through. And by by letting them come into the to San Jose, visit a couple of campuses, maybe meet some young people, have a round table with young people, and then when they come back a year later, it'll be like. It'll be way less like, oh, my God. They'll be like, okay, yeah. This kind of like, you know, it looks like something I can do rather than just this horrendous throw them into the, into the, the meat grinder. Bruce, uh, okay, I don't know. Your, your, your uh, video is frozen, but we can hear you fine. But, Bruce, when you said about the cultural bias that these kids have to encounter, this is exactly the same that occurred with African-American kids when it comes to an IQ test, okay? Because an IQ, and not only an IQ test, but a lot of uh, college entrance, entrance examinations or like the SAT, the uh, other type of exams, they basically take into account that a student has had, has had an average educational upbringing which a lot of inner city kids specifically black kids never had that opportunity so a lot of the questions that these kids encounter on these um national exams that determine your destiny of getting into college are based upon the very inaccurate assumption that these kids have the same background that you have from some kid that came up in suburbia America or Canada or anywhere in the world, right? Uh, having more of a, a privileged upbringing, let's say, being more, being exposed to more than a kid coming up in a barrio or a ghetto, okay? So what you just said about what these obstacles these kids encounter, which includes this cultural bias that is included in these uh, evaluations that are given, 
the same thing was experienced by not only African-Americans in the United States, but Native American students, Hispanic students. Yes, the same thing. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> Just awesome. want to say that. Yeah, no, it's, you're from Canada and what you're experiencing up in your country, um, your other your home country, with what they're dealing with the schools there, um, finding all these native uh, indigenous tribes. So um, I know that that's heavy on your heart and it's heavy on all of our hearts. So it would all we can do. It, it, it does take a village. So we, yes. you, you, you're at the the Zendem village if you if you need anything uh, with those kids next year looking forward to that and Bruce let me ask you this um, what was it that inspired you to be the awesome you and your wife Ana Luisa what is it that inspired you to be the heroes that you are Definitely. to do what you do for Costa Rica what what is it that that flipped that switch and got you going? I would really like to know. Well, I can't really speak for for Ana Luisa exactly. It's just, um, it's like who we are. You know, it's, I don't consider ourselves to be heroes. Like we dedicate some time to this type of thing. So it's like, um, just I guess about uh, direct action. You know, I, I was a, a punk rocker in the way back. And I always thought, you know, the idea of direct action made sense a lot of what the punk rockers said didn't make sense but um taking responsibility and you know yeah it's hard to to really describe i grew up you know wealthy not wealthy but you know prosperous uh, middle class area of calgary canada um and it's just sort of like the the, the epitome of suburbia the entire city is practically like that. There weren't any slums in, in the entire city. We didn't even know what that was. And the, the first time I ever saw something like that was when I went to Nicaragua in 1988 with my university summer school. And I came face to face with what that looked like instead of just a political science lecture. And and then I got involved more with refugee communities and by by the my last two or three years of living in Canada before I settled here, I was spending most of my time actually with Central Americans anyway. So it was kind of just a, a natural progression for me to settle down here. Were wow. you um, were you were you involved in that uh, separately than Ana Luisa, or, or was she involved in that already as well, or is that something you that's something you two did together? No, we, we met um, in 93, and she had already had her, her, experience, her experiences um, doing like a university thesis work, um, working with Indigenous people, very, very culturally sensitive. And when we met, we were definitely on the same page. And one of the first things we did as a couple before we got married was helping kids from a, a poor neighborhood near the Sabana in Costa Rica, in, in San Jose, um, just go to the, the Savannah Park and play ball. So, because it was, it's instilled in me to to do some sort of volunteer work, whether it's successful or not, we're not sure, right? But uh, <laughs> we try, right? Definitely, Bruce. Bruce, Bruce, I I disagree with you. I think it's successful no matter what. I mean, 
the effort that's put forth, the energy that's put forth out in the universe, whether it's successful on human uh, evaluations or whatever boards or committees use to determine how useful something is with respect to money and how much money it makes for whoever or whatever. Bruce, it's a win-win no matter what. It's a positive thing that you're doing and by any standards that don't need to be human, it's a success. <laughs> That's what yeah, I, know. I think. Yeah, no, it's it, you feel like you're you're doing what you can, right? Right. Exactly. That's what you can. I mean, um, you know, I call it the the social worker syndrome where you have a person that's so sensitive who's a social worker and their first case, they never get beyond it because they can never detach themselves from that and move on, right? And, and, and to a certain extent, you have to be able to do what you can, but then you get to the point where you realize, okay, you have to, you have to move on to the next endeavor because you can't let yourself get swallowed up into that one particular situation. Uh, and you just have to walk that thin line because you want to make an impact, do what you can to put your energy out there to help the world. And you just have to keep going and do what you can. You just have to do what you can. Yes. Yeah, totally. So yeah, it's been it's been wonderful and you know, raising the family here and, and all that too. But yeah, well thanks for the opportunity to share your Christmas uh, episode with you and I applaud everything you're doing and so thanks again. Well now Bruce, our episode show was last our episode show, Christmas show. Our Christmas show was last week. And you know what? Oh, that's right. That's that yeah. is true. No, 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 that's okay. No, but and, I can get my hat if I'll help you out. And actually I totally I remember, told people, I remember I totally told people that while we were having our broadcast, you and Ana Luisa were down in, in, in the central southern valley uh with that community. And and uh, and again, everybody, uh, phase two of natural physics is going to be our collaboration with Bruce and Ana Luisa and going to, okay, tears of thumb pointing <laughs> is saying, that's all you, dude. <laughs> I'll, I'll see you on the up jump or front. Well, no, but, I mean, you know. But, but uh, so... This is the perfect lead in to what I want to say to everybody out there is that thank you so much for joining us for our two seasons of, of the natural physics show. You uh, humored me with having what I would like to call a television show, right? We had the, the podcast and the simultaneous live stream, which is the closest that uh, I'll get to a TV show so far uh-huh <laughs> but thank you so much for joining us and um bruce to be here on our final uh show for episode two is just so perfect original member of the fat pack and uh, and everybody um so our plan uh hey uh please leave bruce's picture back up because this is for this is for all of us uh so going forward everybody 
We are 221. Okay, I'm not quite within the ray. Slap my wrist and tell me well, not to do that again. You need to take advantage of I'm not. I'm not. To do that, so, everybody going forward, <laughs> Tears and I will endeavor to collaborate with Bruce and Ana Luisa on their awesome outreach activities and to add natural physics to that. We may be able to do some as well on our own. Yes. rent a car and, and go to some of these uh, villages that I showed. So uh, we are going to now click into the documentary phase of our show, which means that we are going to start uh, establishing a dialogue. Don't, don't forget the elder, the women elders of the Baruka village. We have yet to talk to them and give a presentation to them. And then from then, we will move on to the other uh, communities in that area and just establish a dialogue with the indigenous communities of Costa Rica about the spheres. Because again, somebody knows something. And so everybody, uh, I would like to give my wife Tears and Bruce any closing remarks, please. Um, I, I'm going to go first. Obviously, I jumped at the gun when I heard my name that I could talk. Um, those... <laughs> hey, so an idea I had, if you think about it, Costa Rica is close to the equator. And so they're saying that there's no spheres in Nicaragua. There's no spheres in Panama. So maybe there was some kind of tilting of the equator of the universe. And so they all just kind of settled in Costa Rica. Just something to think about. And so happy new year, everybody. Happy holidays. Um, thank you, my husband. You're doing a fabulous job. Thank you for inviting me, Bruce. Thank you. And um, give my love to Ana Luisa. And uh, just keep on doing what you guys are doing. Everybody just um, coexist. It takes a village. Um, be part of the village. Be part of the solution, not part of the problem. It's very, it's really easy to do. It takes us energy just to be positive and happy and, and just think good thoughts and put a smile on your face. It's if, if not, you know what, just stay home, just, just stay home and pout in your room or in the corner. <laughs> or both. Bruce, please. Any closing comments? Am I frozen or am I talking live here? Can you see? You're me frozen. Maybe? We can hear you, but you're frozen. Your image yeah, is frozen. I'll, I'll, that's funny. A, Bruce, it's a very nice image, though. It has a nice smile. You have a nice smile, tranquil expression on your face. It's a very nice expression, Bruce. Yes. And I can I'll, tell you got well, your haircut. <laughs> I guess I can, I can live with that. I see the, um, the picture like, down below. I, I'm talking, but whatever. That's good. I, can, I like this. It's easier. It makes me look good. Them. No, not, nothing more than just to thank you guys again. And, you know, um, from the, the Quebecer people um, who don't have that much internet access, you guys are giving that outlet. So thank, thanks to that. People who would like to contribute. Um, get to know Costa Rica. When you, if you come here, get to know these places and, and explore beyond Jaco and, and the usual tourist uh, destinations because there's a lot of amazing cultures here, right? Yes, unbelievably so. Yes. Yes. 
Thank you, Bruce. Thank you for joining us. And uh, and we'll just be picking up for phase two, right, Bruce? Okay, so everybody, uh, and you have Bruce's contact information. Mine is LeroyLarry.com, okay? L-E-R-O-Y-L-A-R-R-Y.com, okay? Throw us anything, comments, questions, and it's a dynamic uh business card so i may post something on it from time to time however the one thing that i would like you to remember and oh by the way i will definitely have to take certain steps uh with respect to covid to ensure that i'm able to travel uh with bruce anna louisa and my wife tirza okay but she's not going, she said. <laughs> but so you know what we're doing, everybody. This is this is phase two of our show. We are going to establish a dialogue with the indigenous communities of Costa Rica. That's what the Natural Physics Show is going to be about in phase two. We had our podcast, two seasons, 12 episodes each. Now we're moving into phase two where we go out there and we talk to the people who would have the best knowledge about how the pre-Columbian Mesoamerican spheres were used. So everyone, this is what I will leave you with, okay? Tune in. We're not gonna tell you what's gonna be in store, but tune in next equinox. That is spring equinox, same fat time, same fat channel.